Welcome to Football Hot Boys, a show where two hot seamen talk about football, the NBA playoffs, Dick Shavers, and the illustrious career of Eric Bledsoe. Sports is cruel, man. It is. It, it is. Really is. And it's really cruel to LeBron James, man. You know, thank God he survived his injury. Uh, it was way more brutal yeah, than man. Chris Paul's. I don't know how he's a walking. Um, hats off to him. <laughs> I, I don't really know how a guy like him could overcome such adversity um, throughout his career. Oh, did he tell you about it? <laughs> did he tell you how he overcame that adversity? Yeah, in an Instagram post from that was just a, picture, a screenshot of a notes app that was entirely long uh, about him writing a, a letter to his 20-year-old self. It's like, hey, don't worry. You're going to be great, just like you are at 20, um, because people have been telling you you've been great since you were 16. The, and, he has like the mindset of like a kid that never accomplished anything it's so weird it's like dude you're the greatest basketball player on the fucking planet we all know that it's just so weird how he has to remind us in the most passive aggressive ways like it's the theatrical it's, it's it is it is it, like yeah. i think that's what i said when we were laughing at the injury i was like this is like a fucking action movie like he lit like a stunt double came in and like flopped on the floor for 30 seconds and then one of my guys got ejected and then we played ball again it's like it's scripted it's like scripted with him like where he's like he like he looks over and he's like, "What time was I supposed to get hurt during this game?" Okay, all right. And then he goes out and flops around. <laughs> and you said something yesterday. It was like he's the only guy that gets hurt while he's pretending to be hurt. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god, I, I, I'm shot. And then he falls over. He's like, oh, I actually did hit my head when I <laughs> right. fell over pretending to get shot. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he hurts himself flopping. I've said that for years. Like. I remember the time when uh, I'll have to find the clip, man, where he flopped so fucking hard that he. This was back, you know, of course, before COVID, way before COVID. So you know how. Which there's one good thing. Sorry to go into a tangent here, but there's one good thing that yeah. COVID fucking created was to get people to back the fuck up, man. Like that's the best yeah. thing that came out of COVID because I was always just blo- like blown away that a basketball game literally fans are like two inches away from the fucking action. I I thought that was mind blowing and I did not understand any of it. And it always came and like affected the game. It was just bullshit. But anyway, to get back to my original thought back when fucking people were literally on the court, I remember he flopped so fucking hard that he bounced his head off of the camera. Like, you know, the guys would sit there and get the Mm -hmm. upshots, you know? And he, I remember Mm -hmm. he just bounced his head off the camera like a fucking pinball and he like really hurt himself. Like I think he, his head was bleeding because he flopped so hard to a camera. I, you know, I don't. I just never thought about that. How close people are to those players, man. It always feels like Spike Lee is sitting in a folding chair directly in the middle. Dude, he's on half court. court. Yeah, he's like, in. He's standing on yeah. half court. It's ridiculous. I've always said that that's ridiculous. And then like every time some shit goes down, like a fan like either actually gets onto or touches somebody, everybody's like debating this. And I'm like, this shouldn't even fucking. Why are they even have the opportunity to fucking do any of this shit? They should be way the fuck back. Can you hit Ron Artest with a Coors Light from where you're sitting? Because then you're, you are too close. You're way too close. <laughs> if you are one Coors Light hawk away from Ron Artest, you might need you to are back, too the close to the up, court. It's back the fuck up, man. Dude, and when, you, and when you fucking, like, if you watch a game, and you, this is pre-COVID, and you're watching the people that have these seats... None of them, mm. none of them look like basket. They're not even basketball fans. They're just like personalities and and celebrities and people who don't even fucking understand what's going on. And they're just sitting there staring at the wall, and then like a ball all of a sudden just blasts them in the fucking tits. And it happens every game. And then sometimes there's a kid for some reason. There's a fucking four year old that close, and he decides to go out and like spank Russell Westbrook on the ass. And then Russell Westbrook's like, you know, I'm going to retaliate. I don't know who's fucking hit me on the ass. And then now Russell Westbrook's a villain. It's like, dude. Well, and uh, it's always, it's who has eight G's drop on a chair to sit in on a Tuesday night for two and a half hours. It's like two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's who's sitting there. So rich dudes and the 23 year olds are banging. Dude, you remember the the Um, game? (laughs) Do you remember the game, the game we went to and when we sat like ridiculously close now th- th- we, we sat on like row eight yep. because they fucked up our cheap tickets <laughs> that were on the roof of the stadium. <laughs> and it was hard to believe that there was fucking seven more rows in front of us. Like, and then plus the like the courtside seats. So like eight more rows of people were ahead of us. And like we literally could see John Henson's dick falling through his fucking shorts, man. That's how close we were. Yep. Yeah, him and uh, who else? Who 
it was Jason Terry was on that Bucks team. There was a bunch of like old shooters that were on that <laughs> team. Was it was it Jared Dudley? Was it was he, was he on that team? He was. He was. Yeah. And that was your that was your uh, Brandon Knight era. We had the Morris twins and all mm. that stuff. Yeah. Dragic. That was the that was the first year that uh that Chris Middleton blew up. Well, uh-huh. He didn't blow up. He's like I was like oh this guy can yeah he can hoop basketball yeah he really can hoop good. yeah. It was also the first time we got to see Giannis dunk in person, and then our fillings rattled out of our mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to think. What uh, we'll of course be coming back. Uh, I mean, this is basically basketball hot boys. So I don't know how far we're. Oh yeah, because uh, the, the the other hot boys that keep us on football decided not to show up tonight, so, which they deserve this. Right. This so no one, yeah, no one's here to fucking check us and keep us on track. So we're just gonna be bouncing around mainly back and forth from basketball. But there is, uh, this is just gonna be a hodgepodge episode. I'm sorry, listeners, but we're, it's just me and the coons, and we're gonna have a good I, time. I, here. Again, the grownups aren't home. Yeah. So this yeah. is what you get. This is what they, you get. They left us alone during the NBA playoffs. Come on. <laughs> I will I will give the listeners a break from the NBA for a second and talk about okay. kind of football, sort of. Okay. So right. you text me earlier this week, which is, you know, we text every day, and we always talk about something, what, what, either the news, fantasy, yada, 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 basketball, whatever. Yeah, yeah. This one, I don't know if you noticed, but I was trying to – I didn't, like, say shut up, but I was like, I'm not going to respond mm-hmm. to this yet because I was literally – I just can't wait to talk about this, and we haven't really talked much okay. about this. Dude. Like, is Shannon Sharp going to go to prison, or what the fuck is the deal with this? <laughs> I So, I don't, so, let me go ahead and dust off my uh, criminal justice bachelor degree that I have sitting over here that I never get to fucking use. Yeah, this is your let expertise, man. You what, yeah. I don't have one of those. I don't have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice, so, enlighten no. me. Let me explain to you what a, what a two-party consent state, which is what California is, which means anytime any sort of conversation uh, is recorded, you need consent from both people who are part of the conversation. Disclosure, yeah, right. Party. Yes. Um, uh, Wisconsin, on the other hand, is a single-party cons- uh, consent mm. state, so uh, Clark could not know he was on a podcast right now, and I could just release it. And I would be legally fine because as long as I consent to me recording Clark, <laughs> it's fine. I don't remember how all the states are broken down, but no, California where this is recorded is a two-party consent state. So basically what he did was illegal. I don't really want Shannon Sharp to go to jail. I would like him to be fired so I don't have to listen to him talk on television anymore. But um, So you're, you're, you're insinuating that Julio Jones – so basically what we're talking about is – he calls Julio Jones during what's their stupid show? Shut up or fuck up? Um, I don't know what their show's called. Get the- uh, Gabberbox. Yeah, I don't know. It- jibber jabby. Get the fuck out of here. Floppy lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poppy lives in the white guy. I think is what it's called. So yeah. he calls him during Poppy lives in the white guy, and basically just like talks to him like he's a bro. You know, they know each other, and Julio Jones just starts answering his questions, and his questions are like super serious questions, like. What are you doing with Atlanta? And Julio's, I'm the fuck out of there. So immediately you think, no way would he just, why would he disclose this with the world? You know, so that's what makes you think that Julio Jones had no idea he was being, or was on live television. Not to mention that I think that female host was even, you know, saying, hey, you know, tell him we're live. Tell him we're live. You know, trying to cover, it sounded like she was trying to cover Shannon Sharp's ass, but it's just weird. Yeah, well, and it's like... There is nothing about the way he was speaking um, that makes me think that he knew he was recorded. Because right. he he gains nothing by speaking like that. No. Like, it's not like, oh, finally, a highly esteemed journalist <laughs> called me and asked my opinion. Like, he gets 36 emails a day and yep. 46 he's calls. He's been asked that question. Journalist. Yeah, he's been yes. asked that question every day for, like, 40 days. It, it, right. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, f- finally someone decided that they should want to hear what I have to say. But like, because one, he was speaking in a way that is not incredibly flattering to his attitude towards, you know, the team where he's the greatest player of all time uh, uh, on. Right. Um, it's not great for the leverage of him getting out of nope. town. Nope. And it, it makes him look like a little bit of a tool bag. Absolutely. And yes. And because uh, guess what? Players in the NFL who need teams to pay them so they get money. I guess what they don't want to do. They don't want to say, fuck, no, I don't want to go to that team. Right. Especially when the owner of that team Has is all, one of the yep. more powerful, influential owners in the entire league. Absolutely. So, like, yes, I, I do not think for one second uh, that this uh, 
that he knew he was recorded. And I know the Atlanta Falcons must be just so oh, they gotta be pissed. They gotta be so pissed. fucking pissed. Yeah, they have no leverage now <laughs> at all. I've lost. And they are just in a deep dark hole, man. I feel like I feel bad for that organization because they didn't bring any of that on themselves. And they were they clearly had a direction. You know, I'm not saying that the direction was correct, but they clearly have a direction for what they're you know, trying to revamp or start the revamp with. Mm-hmm. And this completely fucking puts a blockade on that. Uh, yeah, it sucks for them. I do feel bad for Atlanta. They, they didn't ask for any of this. That blows. Well, and, and they had like a kind of an interesting situation where they're, there's a lot of places that can really use Julio Jones Absolutely. and that have the cap space Absolutely. To, to make to make room for him. And like especially because the big thing is New England needs a receiver so fucking bad. They're in the AFC. They have draft capital and they have cap space. It's like, okay, yeah, do that. Right. There's a ton there's tons of teams like that. And and you know, now they can go, oh, well, he he's gonna be gone. So if we hold out long enough, you'll Kind of have to cut them at some point, right? So, right, yeah. right. And now they don't get anything, or yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. Well, and and uh, they don't have enough cap room to sign their rookies right now. They're the only team <laughs> in the league that that is like that. They uh, the only other thing they can do is extend Grady Jarrett and push everything into a, a signing bonus. Oh, However, man. Grady Jarrett is set to become a free agent. Right when that team is going to be awful and need to rebuild, and also when the cap's going to go back up. So why the fuck would he? Decide, decide. Yeah, so it's it's a weird, dark situation to be in, and it's a weird situation because it makes the Kyle Pitts pick worse. I think so. Like, I think that's. I was going to mention that too. And, and again, no fault to Atlanta for that. Uh, it's just unfortunate. Yeah, because yeah, like now it's like okay, well now we're just trading water as opposed Exa- to like exactly yeah going anywhere yeah, or, so. or yeah making something happen. Which they're, they can't now. I don't see how they can. No. I mean, teams were already no. not forking out a first for them. Like, dude, they're not going to get anything for them. No, I think the best thing they can hope for is maybe someone gives them like a Sam Darnold-ish package where you get like a second in 2023 and like a fourth this next coming year or something like that. Yeah, I guess it's... That sucks. For... Yeah. for Mm-hmm. One of the premier wide receivers, still in this league, still is. I don't care what you say. He's still a premier receiver in this league. <sighs> well, because the thing is, if you, if you can get, like, a whole pile of draft capital, how many teams have, like, a year or two out knowing they're going to need a, need a quarterback started accumulating draft capital so that when the time comes, they can move up and get the quarterback right. they want? Right. Like, I, I think Julio was probably a big I part of doing that like good you get point a couple seconds or you get a second a third and and like not, that that's damn that sets your franchise back a lot if you can't i mean that that does make sense thinking. that does make sense based on what they did in the draft too i mean they skipped out on quarterbacks mm-hmm. and yeah and now it's like they just dumped out their ammo and they don't have it anymore it mm-hmm. sucks 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 but I, I and i am serious that if julio didn't know and I don't think he did that. I think they should fire Shannon Sharp because like, I, I don't, I, I don't see how that has any integrity. Like I'm not going to also stand up here and pretend like Fox sports is pretending they are high integrity journalists, but at the <laughs> yeah, same time, yeah, like, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, but at the same time at being a high integrity journalist and like having professional morals integrity at all yeah. are, yes, it is. Yeah. And I'm sorry. It's not like, I'm sure Shannon Sharp is paid a lot, but I'm not sure. Like, yeah, I really watch this show because I really have to hear. You can find some other blathery ninny to <laughs> stick across from Skip Bayless, and you're fine. So I, I, I hear you completely. I mean, Fox Sports is not no, like you said, not known for their. They are. They're kind of like. That's what you wanted to see. You wanted to see Shannon Sharp fucking call Julio Jones. Like that's why you tuned in. <laughs> it's the fucking crazy thing because. He's wacky and could do stuff like that. But uh, like you said, there is a line, man. I mean, and all right, let me ask you this. What what if Julio comes out and defends him and he says this? He says, yeah, I didn't know I was live, but don't do anything to Shannon Sharp. Like, I don't think he should face any repercussions. What do you think? Uh, I mean, fine, (laughs) I guess. But um, I I still think that's kind of a separate issue. Sure. Uh, I mean, if he's does that and then like well how many times do we see people who are in a professional uh, situation and act poorly and then they're never punished for it and then they, they keep doing You're shit right. they keep doing right. shit that's true yeah if, if, if someone shows you who they are like trust 
what they're showing. I mean, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying about the integrity, but I think the mm-hmm. biggest effect of this and the biggest problem was the fact that he tampered with the entire NFL. Um, and and mm-hmm. I don't know how the NFL, I mean, the NFL can't punish him. So it's like literally he fucking created a huge tampering problem and there's nothing you can do about it. Like there's no fining. There's no, there's no like, you can't take draft equity from Shannon Sharp. You know, it just, there's nothing the NFL could do. He literally fucking tampered with the NFL, but oh well. And that was the other thing that I thought of when that happened was like, it's not like Shannon Sharp is a football hot boy. It's not like he's a meatball fan. It's not like he's even like a Northwestern. He's one of the greatest Titans of all right. time. He's negotiated contracts before. He's switched teams. Right. He's a Hall of Famer, and he works on the news end of it. He knows what he's doing. Absolutely. He knows all those things. Like, imagine if someone had fucked up Shannon Sharp's ability to go get, get money back when he was playing. Like, imagine the fucking hooting and hollering he would See, uh, it's, Listen, man, I hear the thing. So what, what's confusing about it is that he clearly has a reputation with you know, high-profile guys, be it receivers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how would he... What makes me think that Julio may have known is because how would he have not have done this before? You know what I mean? It, why would he do that out of the blue now? It's just like, you know what? I'm going to break the law. Like you said, because he, he knows. He fucking knows. There's no way he just messed up. It doesn't make any sense. I, I, don't, I don't know. And the fact that in a weird way, both Fox Sports and Shannon Sharp get what they want and that we're all fucking talking about it. Right. And it's like, oh, right. Um, about the time that all of the people are waking up with hangovers, that guy shows on and uh, for three hours. So when, when most of us are at work. Right. <laughs> and and uh, don't pay attention to him, but then he goes and does something fucking scandalous. And now like everyone's now talking about is, it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and I'm sure Fox is like, oh, that's great for numbers. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, to see what, what Shannon Sharp's doing. Who's who's calling today? I better tune the fuck in. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> Which again makes me think he's going to do some more wacky shit. Yeah, he yeah, he's going to fucking up so, the ante, man. Mm-hmm. He's going to throw a pie at To or something. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Like, hey, To, you want to come on the show? Sure. Do you like cherry well, pie? But don't you dare throw pie at me. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> why are you holding that pie like that? Why is there extra whipped cream on it? It's the best part, yeah, man. <laughs> Why is this bullseye behind? Yeah, and why are you holding it like a like a server about to bring out a? Yeah, I don't like any of this. You're not gonna throw that at me, are you? Why is that? Why is there a catapult there? And why does it say pie catapult on it? (laughs) Just come on the show, Tio. Talk about how you belong in the Hall of Fame, which you do. Which you are in. Yep. Do you remember how long (laughs) that fucking took, man? Like he would go on. To would literally because they would ask they would ask him on every fucking show. Usually ran by Skip Bayless. Mm -hmm. I I felt like Skip Bayless was on like ninety shows during this time, and he had to just sit there and argue with Skip Bayless how he was a fucking Hall of Famer. And Skip Bayless like, I don't know. I don't know if you're a Hall of Famer. It's like, are Uh, you out of your fucking? Are you better than Tim Tebow? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know that you are. He beat Pittsburgh that one time with that one throw. Yeah, and he he won a championship back in college with all those murderers and racists and all the other weird stuff that was on his team and his coach that sometimes cheats. <laughs> now he plays for that same coach. Same that coach. Oh, my God. I, I didn't even mean to segue into that. Yeah, I, I guess we kind of did. Very, very I, I was trying to avoid this, but it's it's unavoidable. Uh, I, I'll just say I'm really excited that the league can finally get a um, – Six one tight end that, that can't catch or block and runs a four eight. Um, I really think that's going to open up their offense. Uh, and the fact that he's thirty three years old, I think, will really motivate him <laughs> to uh, get more athletic and taller. It just makes absolutely no fucking sense, man. Yeah, the fact that he was he he was slow and he was fast. Like I don't understand. He he was like, a very what? good runner. He wasn't fast, but he was a very good runner. He, mm-hmm. There's a huge difference. And when it comes to being a tight end, he's he's neither. So it doesn't matter. There's only been like three or four like running quarterbacks that were bangers. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah, no, I know exactly like, what you mean. It was like Dante Culpepper. Yeah. It was Dante Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was him. Steve McNair a little Cam. bit. Yeah. Steve McNair. Steve McNair is a great is a great one. Yep. Uh, I feel like Josh Allen is kind of that guy, though. He's, but he's got a better thrower. Too. Yeah, yeah, he's better thrower. Yeah, ball. so, yeah, so I mean, but like, 
he, he was that guy. He was not Colin Kaepernick. No. He was not Michael Vick. No. He, he was not exceptionally. He no. was a fullback. So, yeah. If he had come back as a fullback, I would be more inclined Make more to sense. give that a whack than tight end. Yeah. Because it's like he's a guy who's playing out of position and then is also playing out of position again by playing the wrong position out of position. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> um, I feel, I, like, if he takes an actual roster spot. For no somebody, way. No way does he make that yeah. roster. Right. Like, I mean, that's not even a, I can't imagine him making that roster. I, it, but what's weird is that there's no way he should make that roster. So what? I don't think Jacksonville needed the news spotlight. Like they already kind of got it with Trevor Lawrence and, and Urban Meyer. I don't mm. I don't know why they had to do this for what I assume to be more clout because I don't understand. Like you said, there's no way he takes a fucking roster spot from somebody. It's impossible. Well, and also like I can't imagine that goes over great in the locker room. I don't know. Is there anything that he can teach Trevor Lawrence about <laughs> being a professional quarterback? I, I don't know. I don't think so. And also, isn't I, I I just I keep beating up on Urban Meyer. I, I it's an easy, easy target, yeah. but like, but like he's already gotten in trouble for just doing favor hires for people in the past yeah. that shouldn't have fucking been there. Good point. Like I just I just don't I I, I don't think that. And this is a, you know that's apples to oranges too. One guy was beating his wife, and the other guy is <laughs> can't even beat his meat without going to hell. So like it's it. It, it, it's a completely different thing, but still, like just the principle of it, and the fact that he's still like so oblivious. That's what he's doing. Just yeah. kind of continues to chafe. My like I mean, you you just mentioned it on this fucking show, man. Like people just do the yeah. same shit. You know, like if you don't reprimand these people, they're just gonna keep fucking doing the same shit. Mm-hmm. Well, and like, and that's why, like, I I do think overall. That going into college to pull head coaches in the NFL is is sound because mm-hmm. I, I think that there's a tremendous wealth of talent there. Yeah. And it kind of gets buzzed over a lot. Like people are like, ah oh, no, I'd rather have an offensive coordinator for this whoever's coaching Peyton Manning this year. Yeah. That always yeah. works great. Um so uh but at the same time, college football does something <laughs> Deeply insidious, and in that it gives complete and total power to people who are essentially blood psychopaths in a weird way. Like, um, you know, Dabo Sweeney is not known for just being a super empathetic human being. Right. He is is a, is a control freak who knows football and is a great CEO. Like he knows how to run things. He keeps all the trains running. To use a very loaded loaded idiom, but um, he's you know, wildly controlling. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, that doesn't play in the NFL typically well uh, because all those people are millionaires. And, gro- and, yeah, gro- and, and grown men. And, if, and grown yeah, men. Yep. Uh, and if you, like, are just disrespectful, no one's going to listen to you. It's like, oh, no, I'm just going to drive my Bentley out of here. Fuck you. Um, but when you're at the college, yeah, you. when you're at the collegiate program, you feel like... And they need yes, you. They, yes. they, you have every bit of leverage you could possibly have over these guys. They have nowhere else to go Absolutely. in some cases. Like, um, so it breeds like different dynamic. So like different dynamic. Yeah. So I do think there's a lot of really good, high quality, high fiber football humans coaching in football, uh, coaching in college football. But there's also way those blood psychopaths. And I've always felt like Urban Meyer is teetering on that line. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I don't think he's as, as overtly evil as some of the guys yeah. <laughs> that are doing that, but he has does a lot of the same shit, if that makes any it sense. It does. It, yeah, and I do think the fact that uh, Jacksonville said, you have complete control over this franchise, blah, blah, all this, is the only reason that he showed up to work was because it's like, oh, cool, I can, I can still be the king of my kingdom or whatever. Um, if, they had, if he had gone to New York... And had to live under Gettleman, like that's not something he's ever going to want to do. Like, good point. That's just not how he sees himself. And I mean, it's going to be interesting for that organization. And I really want them to be the Hard Knocks team. I think that'd be super entertaining. Um, They're going to be they're going to be a fun team, man. And they don't need to do this shit that they're doing. I mean, they brought in Trevor Lawrence, man. That's all you needed to do, man. We already liked the pieces that were there. I mean, yeah. It's for us, like as. The team lost 15 straight games. Like, it's mm-hmm. a bad, bad football team. But for as bad, a bad football team, that roster is not... It's not that bad. 15-loss nope. roster. Nope. No. Um, I do think... And I tend to 
probably defend Doug Marone probably more than I should. I don't think he's the worst coach in the world, but he had lost that operation. No, that's Jeff Fisher too. Pretty you. thoroughly. Yep, exactly. It's like, oh, well, I don't hate you, but it's like, oh, well, I'm just, you're just here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you got, you got Trevor Lawrence, you got Travis Etienne, you got DJ Chark. Uh, you have a couple nice pass rushers and second level defensive yep. players. Like, they have pieces. You, sh- you should win seven, eight games. Yeah. Uh, and do it and do it in a fun way. Yeah, don't bring in Tim Tebow. And, and, if, and if he's Justin Herbert, if he like puts up 35 touchdowns, you could maybe win more. Yeah. You really could. Especially in a bad, in a bad, bad it, division. Yep, in that yeah. division. That's what I was just about to say. Absolutely. They could really make noise. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing that's making noise is Tim Tebow's knee hitting the ground from all that praying. Yep. <laughs> Dear Jesus, make me significantly faster <laughs> and taller. Dear Jesus, okay. what does the tight end position have but, to do? But you have to go to Africa and cut the skin off more kids' dicks. Okay, I, I'll definitely go do that if you make me taller and faster. He's just in the locker room, like, sharpening a machete. They're like, what the fuck is Tim doing in there? Something for Jesus. I, I don't... That, that's... I don't know. He, this knife's way too big for kid dicks, man. <laughs> I feel like you need a finer instrument. Hey, Tim, can you come here for a second? Yeah, no problem. Shing. Shing. <laughs> <laughs> like he shees it on his back like yes, a fucking link. exactly. <laughs> He's got two blades. He just <laughs> double sheaths them. Two ka- two katanas, like like two fucking Leonardo. dick shavers. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh man. <laughs> Do you just call those dick shavers? What does that mean? Dick shavers. It's not very Christian. <laughs> those are just fucking samurai swords, man. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're literally just samurai swords. Like the cheap ones you buy at the kiosk of State He's just in like the locker room counting the dick foreskins that he's cutting off. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? You, you know, when we do this podcast, a lot of it is performed in a fugue state for me. Like I just I, the second we're done recording, I forget all the things. Absolutely, because this is like the end of our day, like, and we've had a busy day. Yeah. So. Yep. We we, we 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 put a full day of work in. Uh, Usually go to the gym post workout. Yeah, this is post workout. Mm-hmm. So when I. When I'm editing this and I'm re-listening to it, kind of listening to it for the first time, like I'm, I, I have to like write down stuff for like the summary right. and like the the intro I record. I'm writing down dick shavers now, um, be, so I don't forget because that has to be somewhere in the write up in the episode description with the Facebook thing. We'd be doing our other hot poison in, uh, a disservice if we did not include dick shavers. Well, it just shows that I'm getting good at this, and that I have experience, and that I know that I know what I'm doing. We know, um, plus we know what the point. people want. <laughs> they want more dick shavers. Yes, exactly. We're we're entering that level of marketing savant that uh, <laughs> doing slightly less than a year of podcasting, uh, you know, brings with it. <laughs> oh man, I feel like we should go back to basketball. We're still doing now. silly tight. I, 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 yeah, I feel like we, we kind of, unless we wanted to go talk about Aaron Rodgers, I think we're kind of out of football out of topics. Football stuff, yeah. Well, you know what? You yeah. know what? I take that back, man. Our listeners love a little fantasy talk. I think we should feed those baby birds. I think we should give them a little taste. You brought up a, a awesome little text uh, sent my way about. Oh yeah, I can pull. Yeah, pull that bad boy up, man. Let's quick. let's get our listeners involved here. I I forget which. Um, fantasy uh shaman wrote this up and posted it on um uh whatever social media i was looking at so i'm sorry that i can't properly write my bibliography here but um he he did his tiers his top three tiers of 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 fantasy dynasty fantasy football running back dynasty is an important wrinkle to this tier one all by his lonesome way atop the mountain is is christian mccaffrey Sure. I don't have a t- huge problem with that. I think his leading the league in scoring years are pr- maybe behind him. But again, I, if I was wrong about that, I wouldn't like you know I wouldn't kick myself in the head for it. Um, then tier two, Saquon Barkley, fine. Dalvin Cook, fine. He was the second highest scoring running back in f- football last mm-hmm. year. Still a pretty young guy. DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, That's, I, the Swift one is a little. It's, it's yeah, fine. the Swift one's the interesting one. Overly ambitious, I would call it. Not that I have any problem with Swift. We as a all player, love DeAndre Swift. No, it, no, no, no. It, mm-hmm. 
but we talk about how situa- situation is what makes fantasy football different from just normal scouting football. Um, and he is in a just horrible, not a good place, dick bag of a situation. A franchise that has had talented running backs and produced almost no fantasy value <laughs> for years. Um, for almost a decade now, uh, with one random Reggie Bush year in there mm-hmm. that was somewhat useful, um, but I'm not going to chase that, hoping that he, that DeAndre Swift puts up Joyke Bell numbers one year. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I love it. I love him as a dynasty uh, player. Uh, his redraft is a little more of a gamble. Um, you still probably got to pay the mm-hmm. price tag if you want him. Um, but I mean, I guess the reason I kind of just confused in the dynasty aspect is because. I don't know how you can so easily put him over the other guys that came out in that class. That's that's the pr- that, problem. I I just don't get that. That was the thing. Like I sent that to you, like say, and, and just said I hate this afterwards. And mm-hmm. then you said why, and I looked at it. I'm like, I'm not 100 percent sure why I hate. But this. something's wrong here. But I just feel yeah. But I just feel like there's something deeply wrong with it. Yeah. And then the more time I started pulling it apart, I'm like, well, why is this that way? Why is this that way? Mm-hmm. Why is this that way? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. When you see who tier three yeah, is. Yeah, get, get into tier three. Bit. Get into tier three. So yeah, it's out there. tier three is there's a whole bunch of guys in there Alvin Kamara, Cam Akers, uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry, and Joe Mixon. You, Two of those guys stick out to me right. very, very deeply. One of them is Ezekiel Elliott, who has been on a decline for almost two years now. And I think that he is going to, and I don't think he'll be terrible this year. That offense is going to score a lot of points and he'll be the guy who punches a lot of them in um but he's having a hard time staying healthy his production's going down i i feel like putting him ahead of so many other players like i i don't know if the legs on him and the legs on chris carson are hugely different right. i think his zeke's zeke's skills uh, his ceiling's obviously higher i mean i'm not trading antonio gibson yeah. for him straight up i'll tell you that much so i, I don't know no absolutely not that was a guy that i was like why is he not here uh, also, Joe Mixon is, and listen, you know you're how, not going to find anyone in the, you know in the goddamn universe <laughs> that is is more higher on Joe Mixon. There's no way he's tier maybe three. Maybe I have Joe Mixon, uh, like PTSD or something, but like <laughs> he's tier four, man. That is, that is, yeah, it's it's. Mm. There's no way he's. Listen, there's I, no I, way he's tier three. That's that's no. I'll, I'll I'll buy Johnny Fantasy Writer a beer. You know, in, sol- in solitude for it, but I, I that's overly optimistic. Absolutely. I think, for me, um, I also think that I mean Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins' projection, like, welcome to Dynasty. That's yeah, exactly I, the kind I, of that's a, yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Alvin Kamara was just the number one player in fantasy and is down here bothers me. Uh, uh, I, same I, with Aaron Jones I, and Derrick Henry. As a Kamara Dynasty owner, uh, I've been, of course, reading a lot of the flack. So. All of it is because of his production that he had when Drew Brees wasn't the quarterback was not very impressive. So that's what everyone's basing his future outlook on. So he has been on a decline in the dynasty community from everywhere. I mean, I don't see how he's not a tier two guy as a guy that's owned him. Um, even when he's like not Alvin Kamara, he's still really good. So I think that's just a disservice to him, to his talent. Uh, that's pretty ridiculous to me. I mean, I'm even more bullish. I'd probably put him up there with in that same tier with CMC. I think it'd be him and wow, CMC up there. wow. J- j- just because you really think that Sean Payton, being Sean Payton, isn't going to find a way. Of course, is he's going to. The guy's too fucking good. To make it go. He's yes, too he, he's going to make that offense go. It's it, he made the offense go with f- fucking Tamus. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, yep. he, it's going to be fine. It's and, gonna and, it's be gonna, and it's going to go because of their good fucking players like Alvin Kamara. That's why it's mm-hmm. going to work. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he, the thing I've always loved about Sean Payton is just like, if he ever's in a situation where it's like, man, it's, it's just hard to get stuff going. It's like, oh, I have good players. Just give them the ball. Like, I, I feel like sometimes coaches are just afraid just to do that. Like, no, nah, I have good players. Just throw the ball to Michael Thomas 13 times a game. Give... Kamara 26 touches like he's never been afraid to do that yeah. and I think that's it, it, it's a, it seems like a really dumb thing to praise a guy for right. but like it's he knows when to do it so, and I feel like especially this year in transition he's going to do a lot of that so there's there's what four guys in tier three uh, Kamara Zeke mm-hmm. Jones and Henry that I guess it, 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 I'm just assuming they don't even get different tier nods like it, depending on how you value them like not let's just pretend mm-hmm. none of them are tier four which I don't think any of them but maybe zeke could potentially be i don't even think he is i think tier three is fair but 
basically I'm looking at this and assuming, oh, because of the age, they don't even consider them for tier two. Because it's like, dude, Derrick Henry has been a Mack truck for three years now. Aaron Jones has been lights out for two years now. Kamara has been a monster for three to four years. And Zeke is Zeke. So it's just weird that they're just like, yep, I guess based on age. And because, I mean, Aaron Jones just got a new fucking tasty, delicious contract. So... That's and an, if Aaron Rodgers out of town, yeah, makes that entire yeah. Offense so go. so I don't know how you don't even give him a tier two nod. I mean, mm-hmm. especially with what we already said about Swift, you know. And to make this a little easier on people to to, to see what we're talking about, I did just post this on our Facebook page so that you can kind of fall, you can visualize a little bit what we're talking about a little bit more. Um, but it, the thing also, like Derrick Henry, like you and I have made mistakes about. Evaluating Derrick Henry in in our past, we have both formerly oh, absolutely, too short absolutely on fucked up Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, we we fucked it up. The dude is now like literally half of the offense in Tennessee. Yep. Uh, on a team that needs to win, is in a bad division with bad defenses. Yep. Uh, is going to get fed and doesn't get hurt. Like I, I do if, you, if you're so low on his fantasy value, you're you're going to get burned again. You will, you yeah, you will, and, and, so, he, and he's been yeah. he's been fucking. Everyone sold low on him for three years straight now, man, and everyone's been wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it; it's dynasty, it's a different game, but at the end of the day, he is a producer, and he's going to be a producer this year, which still counts for something. I, I don't, you know, it's not like it doesn't matter; it definitely does matter. But what I think is also interesting is the guys that you uh, mentioned to me that were left off the list. One in particular, which just fucking mm. blows my mind. How the fuck is Nick Chubb not in tier three? Like, it's just... <laughs> I, that is completely insane. insane. The dude gets hurt one year. Yeah. Yeah, and... and he, it's and, the Kamara and, effect, and man. Yeah, dude. Every time somebody gets hurt, they fucking forget your name, man. The fact that he's not on that list is... I mean, you brought up another one that I'm a homer on. That's Austin Eckler because I own him in Dynasty. Um, I can make, make the argument either way. I think Chubb is – that's egregious that he was left off. And then here's the interesting one. I think you feel like he should be in there, but I think I would argue the other way. It's Josh Jacobs. Um, mm-hmm. The role and volume is completely there, and it's kind of the Joe Mixon effect where the landing spot is insane for a running back to have that volume. Uh, but he still has not fully optimized it, and I – I, I can, but he's been more productive than guys like Nixon, though. Like, he, that's he true. That is he's true. That's way true. more work and put way more points. And, in and like he's light years past David Montgomery. I mean, mm. so I, I get it. It's definitely an argument to be had if you want to put him up there yeah. in tier three. I think I think Montgomery skepticism is healthy. Uh-huh. Uh, he did finish the season as the fourth highest scoring running back and you have to analyze that and, and consider that you do yeah and he, he's still going to be the feature guy there and he's still gonna gonna take a lot of the volume and on an offense that just got himself a new shiny quarterback that is probably going to put up a lot more points than did last year right um and then the other guy i mean you and i have been talking about the miles sanders slander the the miles slander yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could say yeah um that has been going on where he hit if you're in Dynasty League or you're a redraft league, I think the value you're going to get right now on Miles Sanders is... He's one of the better value running backs nice. for sure. Him and, mm-hmm. you know, guys, depending on what league you're in, guys like Gibson and, and those types of running mm-hmm. backs could be a complete steal in a redraft. Because um, mm-hmm. you're talking maybe third round in a... in a- uh, I th- I think, yeah, th- that... You could probably, if you're early in the fourth, I think he, he could score from that pot of guys and be okay. That's, you could go. It, this is the year, I think, where you can confidently, if you're playing super flex, go quarterback early and feel like you're going to get good value sure, later. Sure, um, um And I do think you could go wide receiver, wide receiver, and still be staring like on that fourth round turn. Sure. Be staring some At a good, really running back. good running backs right in the eye. Um, and we didn't even mention guys like um, like CEH, who I think uh, I think people, I think he's a victim of people having way too high expectations for him last year mm-hmm. and him being just good instead of transcendent. And now he has a brand. He did what he did last year with no offensive line. Now he has one. And yeah, now he has one and there's less competition back there. I'm sorry, I'm not scared of Jerick McKinnon. Oh, no, no, um, they're not so, real. They're not real. The the, mm-hmm. the one back to so, Dynasty and the one that I mentioned earlier is, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, because this is a Dynasty tier list and I don't know how you you can't just automatically. Granted, he has not played a snap in the NFL. 
Doesn't matter. We're we're talking dynasty here. Dynasty. I don't know how you (laughs) cannot put Najee Harris in tier three. That makes zero sense to me. Yeah, do I? I hundred percent like. Again, we have an entire season of Jonathan Taylor to under our belt already, Mm -hmm. where he was fine. But like, is the value that much different considering how productive they were in college and how ideal their landing spots are? Like, I. I think that offense will probably be better in Pittsburgh than it is in, in Indy. Yeah. More more points to have. Yeah. And he's getting more. He also doesn't have to split split it with uh, Naheem Hines or yeah. or Marlon Mack yeah. either. So like yeah well, yeah how, yeah yeah great point. How how can you argue that his like situation is not even if not better? It, I don't get mm. I don't get it. And for yeah for him not to even get a yeah. nod is kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and and I and I did say, but I, to, to to clarify, I do think Jonathan Taylor deserves to be in the tier. Same season. here. Like, same here. Same. It's just kind just of a same. nod to the but, other direction why Harris is snubbed yeah. off of this list entirely. Yeah, those those the like to again uh, mention Antonio Gibson. Like those are the guys that like I thought were snubbed the most. And I guess if you want to throw them in tier four, I find our imaginary tier four is those guys. <laughs> right. But I think. I think. I, I just think it's weird to project a guy like Cam Akers up into there yeah. and kind of ignore the Yeah, that, that's like, what I think I made earlier about um, about Swift was like, how, I don't know what information they have that I don't or like what, what makes them yeah. make that type of projection. I don't know what it is because, I mean, coming out, they all have insane production and then they go to landing spots. Now we see the landing spots and then they each kind of individually had different years um, last year, but we all kind of should know what their value is. And I don't think it's that far apart mm-hmm. to be like, Oh, Swift is this much higher or yeah. Acres situation is better than Harris's now, you know, or his talents better, whatever you're arguing. Cause they're arguing something. Cause they have fucking acres in tier mm-hmm. three and they do not have mm-hmm. Harris. So there's something there. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just, I, but I fucking love it, man. I love, I love this type yeah. of shit. I love when people are wrong in mm-hmm. my book so I can dissect it. I think it's awesome, and maybe I'm fucking wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm too big on Harris. I, I don't know. I, oh yeah, it's not the first that we haven't been wrong in Dynasty before. I, I, I the Swift thing, and I hate arguing against players. I, I love. It. I just keep coming back to the fact that team's going to put up thirteen. Yeah, points yeah. It's, it's Detroit. Like, it's yeah, fucking it's, Detroit. That's why I passed. Yeah. That's why I drafted Dobbins over him right there. Bang. It was that simple. Yeah. It's a place. It's a place where like good fantasy players go to die. Yeah. Like, it's just they, they get completely fucking wasted. Yep. There. So. Anyway, check back in four months when I end up taking Amon Ross St. Brown because I don't know any better. And that's good. So, mm-hmm. oh man, any but, any any other uh, dynasty talk that you can uh, think of? No, man, I'm just kind of ready for camps, like uh, some like camp buzz to start for coming sure, out. For sure, like, just like. Uh, I know over here in the green and gold country, everyone's talking about Amari Rogers, uh, partly because he's the only guy at camp catching balls currently. Because no one but else also is there. because they like what they see it. Yeah, because uh, everyone else sold the the solidarity. To with, be uh, fair, to be fair, showing up. Even if yeah. even if the other receivers there, not of course Devontae Adams is going to be there, but even if the other receivers there, he still might be the only receiver catching balls. Well, if it's him and MVS, yes. he's definitely the only one. He's actually catching all the balls that are tipped up in the air by MVS. After he's done catching the one. He's catching twice as much. Yep. He's catching his balls from the jug machine, and he's also catching the tippies from MVS. So. Yeah, the, the, the volleyball sets that he's fucking hitting out there. <laughs> and I do, I, I, I love, like, the, the, the news release that, like, went out to from the Green Bay Packers about, like, all the receivers not being there. It's like... Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, Alan Lazard, uh, Mar- uh, Valdez Scantling, uh, and Equinamia St. Brown are not at camp. And I'm like, way to go, Equinamia St. Brown, sticking your name on the end of all the real players there. That was that was real sneaky. He's like, yeah, guys, I'm not showing up either. Yeah. It's like, you're going to get cut. Like, <laughs> you, you might want to show that you... <laughs> you might want to be there. <laughs> yeah, us receivers, yeah, we're just not going. Yeah, all of us, right, guys? All... all all, all of us are this entire receiving core for the Green Bay Packers is not showing up. And like Alan Lazard's like, you should really, uh, you should probably go to, probably go to camp, man. Like you should like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm standing with, I'm with you guys. guys. You know, Listen, we're, we're a team here. We're not letting you do oh, what they do again. You don't, you don't know. No, one knows. no, 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 they did, but we're against it. And, uh, it's like, no, Equinemius, you need to, 
you need to get the fuck to camp, man. Like you need to like Mario Rogers is gonna see your ass on the <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his ass is gonna be extra cut, man. Yeah. Well, there you go, people. There's your fucking football and dining stuff. Now we're going back to basketball, so shove it. Anyway, yeah. Let's uh let's check let's these scores. Quick, quick, yes, let's go a quick scory check right <laughs> real quick. Points. Look at Derek Rose. Yes. Yeah. Derek what Rose. a I dude. What a fucking comeback, dude. What a comeback. What a pro. Dude, what just a fucking pro. I go man. play pickup ball uh every Saturday up at the gym, man, and I'm 29 and like yeah. I feel like my knees are fucking cinder blocks. That dude literally lost his knees. Like they were fucking evaporated from his body and he comes back, mm. changes his game, and it has become an insane insane role player. Like one of the best in the league. Yeah, one of the best off the bench. Yep. Like, guards yep. One of the best like, off the bench guards. And to, I don't even think we said on the mic what what we're clapping about right now. But he has 29 minutes in the, at the end of the third quarter with 22 points. He's leading the team in minutes. Everything. And points. Yeah, and points and minutes. Yep. At, at how old is he right now? It's a great question. 30. Uh, he is my age. He's 32 yep. years old. Well, I'm 33. So, but I'm going to say my age is 30. He's my age at 32. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I, I told you this story earlier, but I'll say it for the podcast. Like it, we, I found out Derek Rose got hurt in the middle of boot camp. I remember because that was when that like when they came when the Bulls came in as like he had just won the MVP. And they're gonna like blow through. This is like, the Bulls are back. We're in championships. The Bulls are back, guys. Days of MJ have returned. Uh, and uh, we're in boot camp. And it, for boot camp is a complete information lockdown. Like they do not let any sort of no messenger pigeons get in through the window, man. Like you are just there for Navy shit, and you don't care about anything else. However. Boot camp is also staffed by human beings that like go home and <laughs> right. like scratch the balls and, and drink beer and like, like. So we were at like this class, and the class was over early, and there was some well, not to get lost in military weeds here, but the, the equivalent of a middle manager was running that show, <laughs> and and he he's like, what do you guys want to know? about what's happening outside someone and someone just like almost manically from the back of the room the playoffs tell us, <laughs> tell us about the playoffs jesus dear god tell us about the playoffs and um he goes oh uh derek uh rose blew out his whole fucking knee uh it's over both are dead <laughs> Next silence question. yeah like, that's how i found out that's how i found out that one of the most explosive entertaining guards of that was maybe going to happen in generation was just over dead. and dead. Yep. And it's like, oh, well, shit. Well, dance. Hmm. Fucking awful. Yep, terrible. Then the epilogue to that story is a year later. Oh, baby. Tell, uh, hold on, man. Season- Before, let me get, hold on. <laughs> you can't just jump into this goddamn story without, like, warning me, man. First of all, we yeah. if we had a bigger budget, I need, like, a fucking, like, uh, soundboard. So every time, we, we just need a Navy <laughs> story segment, and then I just, like, play wacky noises. Yeah. Just, like, boink, 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 boink. And just have all kinds like of just yeah. ship noises, whatever those are. Like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a tugboats. Yeah. Navy story time. Kunzi with another yeah. one. I mean, just jump right into yeah. this shit, man, that I'm not prepared for. Hold on. Let me catch it. Because this story is insane. So we spent most of our, our Navy career working in a VA. Um, VAs are weird they're weird hospitals weird places they're weird hospitals work. they're very they're very like almost alien worlds in a lot of way because employees and patients are are, are vets and vets are weird i'm sorry like they, they just are yeah. like we're vets we're weird it, 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 people's brains get broke people get personalities get shattered like it just it, it happens so yep. they, and they're all just trying to live their lives whatever anyway it's almost an exact calendar year later. <laughs> the, the next season is about to start. I am before my shift starts. I'm at the cafeteria among patients and everything. I'm sitting waiting to get some sort of egg concoction to eat <laughs> for eighteen dollars. Yeah, yeah, for for something too much. And there's two guys talking behind me, and we're at the VA in Chicago, so everyone's fucking Bulls fans. Yep. And 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 this one guy. These is, are active duty guys. These are active duty guys, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, that do you guys. And he's like, 
he's like an older guy, and he's like, yeah, man, the Bulls are going to be Bulls going to be good this year, man. It's going to be great. But the guy who's really going to elevate is Joakim Noah, man. I really think, <laughs> I really think he's going to like lead the team in scoring. And I'm like, <laughs> Joakim Noah is not going to lead centers in scoring on his own team. He's not going to lead possibly. any yeah. anyone. I think he's he's, at, he's not a scorer. He has like, yeah, he's like career yeah. averages of like eight points a game or so. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. If it's yeah, probably that. Like I would that. guess like eight a game, something like that. Yeah, and he goes, he's like, don't get me wrong. Derrick Rose is going to come back. He's going to be phenomenal. He's going to get his 28 points a night. But, but I really think that he's at, at that point, my brain's like, <laughs> I'm desperately grabbing at the universe because I'm tumbling into the void. Like, it, it's like, so this guy thinks that Derrick Rose is going to average Joe 28 Kino a game. Le- eight points. And then Joe Kim Noah is going to lead the league in scoring on top of that. <laughs> so they're going to score 160 points a game, and Joe Kim Noah is going to average like 35, I guess. I, dude, during, I, I, you can stack, check me, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. I think yeah. during Derrick Rose's MVP year, he averaged 22 points a game. Check me. I, I, I will check that. Oh, I actually had Derrick Rose. So, so he's telling me he's going to go six points above his MVP year average after coming off of a gruesome knee injury. And then Joe Kim Noah's gonna yeah. out average that. <laughs> a non scoring center. <laughs> For the, he averaged 25. 25, okay. That's more than what I thought. Mm-hmm. He averaged 25. 25 on the dot, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, so. Three, three more points than his MVP year. Yeah. After so, his <laughs> knee landed in the fourth after, row. Yep, for the record, he did not play that year. <laughs> Derek Rose did not play. A single dribble the entire year. <laughs> Maybe he was talking about NBA 2K or something, man. I don't. It's like yeah, may, dude. It was his simulation was, team. Like fandom makes people dumb. Yeah, it does. I, I get it. It does. I really do. Like it. It, it may, being a fan of a, of a team will make you stupid. But like that was like egregious. You're yeah. unplugged from reality. The only other time I can think of where I was talking to a fan that was like that deeply unplugged from like what Re- the reality universe was. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I was working the mid shift at my new hospital, there was this janitor that like, <laughs> if you got caught in a conversation, never talk to Packers fans. Just never, never do it. Cause first off, 45 minutes is gone. Cause you can't, they, they're going to talk at you and you cannot get out of the conversation. <laughs> It's, it's that combination of being like extra loud and kind of bloated and just being a, a blowhard Westerner. Yeah, fucking blowhard. Yes, they're just, yeah, you, 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 you cannot get out of the conversation. So if I saw him, I would attempt to, to politely flee, but like he would occasionally snatch me up. And it was right after the Packers had lost in some embarrassed, pick a year, they lost in the playoffs in embarrassing <laughs> it, it, was, it was right, it, 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 it was right after that had happened. It was near the end of the McCarthy era, and and he's like, man, I still, if Aaron Rodgers, I, w- I wouldn't put up with this shit anymore. It's like I would, you know what I would do, I, I would go, I would go to New England and like, be a backup for Tom Brady and learn from him and then take over there. And in my head, I'm like, he at this time, Aaron Rodgers is like 32 30, years 33, old. 33. Uh, like he's like, yeah. It's like I'm really gonna learn how to be. And he's arguably like the third greatest quarterback of all time. Like, what's he gonna learn? <laughs> he's not the best though. He's not the best of all time. He's not the best though. I'm gonna go learn how to be the all best he has of to all do time. Is go to New England. That is something you also notice from like really ill-informed like football fans that, is like just like the magic of oh, if you're a patriot, you instantly become good because they're good. Yeah, that that is players. a that is an old head like. NFL fan way of thinking is anyone who plays for the Patriots is a good player. Yeah. If you go there, you will become a good player. The other thing that like old heads have a tough time with is knowing player values, much like the story you just told. Like they don't understand like mm-hmm. the economics of how money works in in the league, much less like, dude, he's mm-hmm. he's Aaron Rodgers, man. They're like, he's <laughs> <No. laughs> not going to be one of the more wild. Th- yeah. And like you know, it's like oh man, if we could just land, you know, if we could just land like back at that time, like oh we could just get him like Od- Od- Odell Beckham, you know, no problem, we'll just get him. He's like this isn't like you don't yeah. you don't just get players for free, man. That's not how how this works. No. no, you don't go into the woods and look under a rock and get Odell Beckham. Like, no, it's just, like, yeah, you pay a lot of money for him. Mm-hmm. And a ton of draft capital if you want to bring him onto your team. Like it's yep, like, that's God. yeah, I, and I. I, I think we talk about this a little bit. I hate talking to people like that because I'm not the type of person to 
to feed into that type of shit. You know, I I I, I have a hard time letting that shit. Yeah, slide too. yeah. Like, you, like, dude, another another fucking VA story, man. It was the one time that we did not let something slide together because our brains were so like we were laughing too hard to like. I think we correct we corrected the guy, but we did not you know fully inform him about reality. You remember when me and you were having a, yeah. a we were having a side conversation about uh about Eric Bledsoe. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, we're at the VA. Me and AJ mm-hmm. are in our workspace having a basketball conversation about Eric Bledsoe. At the time, Eric Bledsoe pl- pl- uh, played for my team, the Phoenix Suns, before he went to your team. If only I had known yep. what was ahead for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did know because I fucking told you every day. Yep. So mm-hmm. we're having a conversation, I'm sure a terrible one, about Eric Bledsoe. Um, probably, mm-hmm. probably not saying many good things about him. And then all of a sudden, this mm-hmm. guy—I don't know what his job was. I think he was like—he was a maintenance he was guy. Looking at, I, I no, I remember what he was there for. He he was there to look at the cooling units on the MRI. Right, screen. he was a, yeah, he was he was MRI maintenance guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep, he was that. Yep, that's right. Because he was in the back room. You're right. You're right. So mm-hmm. I don't know what he was doing in regards to when he wasn't looking at the cooling units because he would just kind of sit where we were sitting and stare at us. And then we're having a you know a conversation about Eric Bledsoe, and all of a sudden he just decides to you know blow hard his way in, and, and I don't what do you remember what he said verbatim? I mean I know what he said, but like what made him s- well because because he, he so certain times you look at someone and, and and you can tell like they're gonna get into my conversation <laughs> and they're just trying to figure out how when. to do it. Yep. And I, I and I, think I and I kind of saw that. So he's very clearly listening to what you're saying. 100%. And he's doing some sort of calculation to get in. And what what his his math was to just yell, Drew Bledsoe <laughs> was now he's in the conversation. And we're just like No, Drew Drew Bledsoe is is a big, chunky, immobile white quarterback that no it hasn't played in five that's, years what that's what he it's said that's what he said he goes wait yeah. he goes what drew blood drew bledsoe plays for the suns now <laughs> that's what he said verbatim <laughs> yeah that's what it was it was it's like oh no it's eric bledsoe it turns out entirely different person <laughs> with same last name it crazy right it happens sometimes <laughs> they're not the same guy not the same guy you're telling me the the, the new england quarterback before tom brady doesn't play for the phoenix suns now I, dude, I, every time I think about Eric Bledsoe, I just I'm like, oh, fuck my head. God, like the muscles. In my he head he up. was because hmm. you and I have such a unique relationship. We do. With him too, we because do. I, because I because I remember we were sitting down watching like the preseason basketball, and you like looked at me and was like, you know what, man, <laughs> this is the year I'm gonna fall in love with Eric Bledsoe. And I'm like, cool, man. He's like, he's like, I'm like, no, I'm gonna try. Like, he's our best player. I'm gonna learn to love Eric Bledsoe. I'm like, good luck, man. <laughs> You can do it. Little did you know. Yep. Little years. did you know. Yeah. Fast forward five years. Eric Bledsoe's a buck, and I've had two really frustrating seasons watching him be a buck. And I'm like, you know what, man? I'm gonna fall in love with Eric Bledsoe. This year. <laughs> I think it's gonna happen. And you look at me. It's like, good luck, man. I fucking tried it. It's like <laughs> we literally just reversed roles. We did. We did, man. Uh, he was beyond frustrated. Not only because of his, you know, on play. Like, is that? We fucking chose him out of all so many better players like Goran Dragic, Isaiah Thomas. Like we literally just chose him, and I don't, I did not understand it at the time. I don't understand it now, and now he's kind of a pelican, sort of, not really. Is he there anymore? You kind of felt the yeah. Face there, I don't right? even I don't know. Yeah. Turn him into a bundle of seconds and move on with your yes. life. That's what everyone who owns him should do. You should just you should move every seventeen days for a bundle of seconds. Dude, the, the thing that I don't get, and the, I think the first thing I tried to appreciate is because he had an incredible physique for an NBA player. He was super jacked. His arms were super massive, and I was like, okay, dude, he's dedicated. Not to basketball, apparently, because he's just out, he can't shoot. So <laughs> too busy fucking yeah. ripping curls instead of ripping jump shots, man. I. I well, and like he can do a bunch of good basketball things, oh, he's a, but none of the things you you need a point guard to no. do. No, like he 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 can drive, he can drive and score, and he can play really good defense. But you're a point guard; you need to be able to shoot and pass. Yep, like, it's yep. Like and he can't he can't do those. He can't do those things. Yeah, yeah. So like that's why he's just so frustrating because he he does things good, but he almost plays a different position. He's he, he's like Tim Tebow. 
He's 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 just <laughs> out of position. He's playing the wrong position. Just put him in baseball or something. Yeah, that's fine. And, baseball, and then have him come back in five, yeah. ten years to play basketball. And he could be a small forward or a six yeah. a six one small forward. Makes sense. Yeah, there you go. But yeah. th- there's one thing I want to uh, clarify. When me and you are talking about bad bat, like oh, Eric, when we say Eric Bledsoe is bad. Eric Bledsoe's not bad at basketball. Like, no, I just want to put no, that on record so people don't like try to fucking mm-hmm. grill us. We're just saying, like, mm-hmm. in regards to the elite level of the best people in the world and the best point guards in the world, he's not in the same stratosphere as them. He is in a different stratosphere than ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the world. But we're talking about in the level that he's at, not 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 in general. It, and much like he was playing the wrong position on the floor. He was always in the wrong position in our franchises because yeah. he was the best player on your team, and that team was trying to sell you, no, this is our superstar. Right. We have Eric Bledsoe, like, and that was not a position that he was qualified to be in. Not at all. And then he came to the Bucks, and it was like, oh, this is the guy that Giannis has been missing. Right. This is the other and superstar that we got to play with Giannis, and he was just not the guy we needed there when we needed an actual point guard to do actual point guard right. things to help out Giannis and Chris Middleton, which we have now and everything's beautiful. Right. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's not necessarily his fault. Yeah, it, yeah. it was the situation. Yeah. It's not, it's not really his, he didn't ask for any of that really, but like he was just always in an awkward position to like really appreciate what he could do. Like he was always just not where he was not put in position to succeed. I think in either, either of his time with our team. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still not happy about oh, it. Man. I mean, no, no. I mean, yeah, I'm still sorry about it too. We wasted half a decade <laughs> fucking around with Eric Bledsoe. Both of us did. Like the fact that he was traded for back when Jason Kidd was our de facto GM <laughs> and he was doing Jason Kidd shit. And dude, the the thing was too, like Jason Kidd like didn't want to trade for him for. All the like he was right to not right. want to trade for Eric Bledsoe, right. but it was for all the wrong fucking yep. reasons. Like, well, he's not six nine and long. I don't want him on our team. Yep. It's like it's like that. Well, it's not. Re- no, we need good players that are maybe shorter than six nine and and aren't just weird long guys. He was such a. I, I keep seeing him, of course, on the Lakers bench. You know, and I'm just like, it's just it, should be. Yeah, I guess it just sucks because like Jason Kidd's, you know, one of. Are like childhood fond memories, yeah, man. One of my favorite players. Right, time, yeah. right. And now we uh, now and but you can't tell me that when you see him, what's the first thing you fucking think of? You think of that cup flying out of his fucking hand and hitting the court. Yeah, Just, he, he, him, him, <laughs> oh, him making our team bad enough that Giannis wanted to leave, but being Giannis's <laughs> friends, so he couldn't get rid of him. And then when we canned him. Giannis getting so angry that he almost left where it was just like he was like this weird black hole that our franchise was stuck around for five years. Yeah. He has not succeeded at, at coaching at any I mean I guess you could argue the Lakers as a backup assistant coach. I, I don't know. As a Mike Brown of the Lakers, yeah. But um, it's all Frank Frank Vogel hurts his back. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. He's going to be in there in two seconds coaching like mad. If he goes down. But <laughs> Um, the thing that kind of blows my mind about Jason Kidd um, was he got hired right from being a player with the Nets, and he was kind of the first guy that that happened to. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, and then he got traded to us for actual picks, and he was never good, <laughs> but he started a trend of other people doing that, even though it didn't work. It's like someone made a mistake, and then everyone's like, well, that mistake looks good. Let's keep making that mistake. <laughs> Dude, you make it's up like, a fucking excellent point. It's like the the uh, Sean McVay coaching tree, but with guys in the NBA that just retired. Mm-hmm. It's, but it, unlike the Sean McVay it d- That didn't work. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And Steve Nash is the first one that's kind of making it work. However, he also was in different organizations. And he had other roles, exactly. He did other things, yeah. And he has Kevin Durant, which... Doesn't hurt. Those other guys did not have, like... Does not hurt. uh, Derek Fisher is the one that comes to mind where it was just, like, the second it started, like, ooh, this is bad. This is instantly (laughs) bad. It's like... (laughs) Whose wife was he banging? Oh, fuck. Yeah, whose was it? (sighs) What player was it? Fuck. Was it Trevor Ariza? It might have been Trevor Ariza. 
Yeah. I don't. I hope we're. I hope we're not putting bad shit. Out. Yeah, I hope it's right so that way. Derek Fisher. I'm sure, it'll come up. Wife, bang. <laughs> Gotta love Google. Dude, um, uh, sorry to cut you off, but uh, yeah. eight twenty-one left. Knicks are up ten, 88-78. Matt Barnes. It was Matt, Matt Barnes. Barnes. Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. Yeah. All right. Well, we should probably wrap this up. We're at like ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, that's what you get when you tune into Basketball Hot Boys. Yeah, man. We, we again, we don't have the adults here to fucking hold us on track, man. Uh, we get weird. This is not it's our. Just to here. reiterate, this is not our fault. Don't blame us. No. Yes. No. This is like when we were at Pete's house the other day, and his son took your food <laughs> off the table and put it on the floor. We weren't angry at the kid because he's a kid, and that's this. I was angry at you guys. Made. So yeah, he's angry at us for laughing at it while it was happening. Nerd. No, we didn't catch it as it was happening. Laughing at that that it happened and then not telling you till after you ate. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, it's good to be back. Thank you guys for for coming back uh, after our two week hi- hiatus. Absolutely. There, uh, we had scheduling difficulties one week, and then I was in fucking Puerto Rico the week after that, and I was not giving a shit about anything. So, uh, but we're back now. Uh, we're going to have some fun loosey-goosey off-season shows. Uh, and hopefully once the camps start coming in, and uh, next week will be after June 1st, so maybe Julio will have a new home, maybe Rogers will have a new home. Who knows what what, what next week's Hot Boys will bring. So, Absolutely. Um, but until then, you can follow the show on Facebook. Just Google Hot Boys with B-O-I-S, the correct way to spell boys. The only and, way. Uh, hit us up on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other than that, uh, anything else you want to say before we get out of here, Clark? Uh, no. Uh, fuck the other guys, man. They don't want to party and have a good hot boy time. We'll we'll uh, we'll just stay off topic and have a good time. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Come back next week when I, I'm sure we'll, you know, when the four of us are here, we'll actually be on topic. That's something that happens when all four <laughs> of us are here, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, until next time, uh, stay hot there, boys. Peace.